So this is our second last mass of the year for HFM6. Uh, so it's kind of a sad one, kind of a sad one, but we get to end it on this wonderful feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, for those who aren't part of the community, this last week obviously we tried to make it a little lighter, so we've done more outings and more adventures and things like that during the week, uh, just so we all end on, on good memories. So another interesting thing about those kind of adventures, though, is that a lot of them reveal fear in people, right? So we were on the beach there the other day and uh, uh, one of the girls was screaming aimlessly and headlessly around the place as she was being chased by one of the lads who was simply holding a bit of seaweed uh, <laughs> who told her it was, an, I don't know, a killer octopus or something and she bolted. And of course, then if someone runs like that, then you're just going to keep doing it. So then we all started doing it. <laughs> or... or or, uh, yeah, those afraid of water, those afraid of heights, um, those afraid of dancing in public, those afraid of, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. I had a little disco last night as well, so that was fun. Um, so, yeah, all of these things. It's interesting how, how if you actually kind of step back and look at your life or look at our existence, we have every right to be afraid. Anything and everything could kill us right now you know anything and everything could kill you you know you think you're breathing in air how do you know it's clean and there isn't a carbon monoxide leak somewhere into the room that we wouldn't even smell everything that we eat how do you know it's not going to poison and kill you everything you drink how do you know it's not going to poison and kill you how do you know that really the foundations of this chapel or this roof is actually built correctly and at the drop of a hat or the next little gust the whole thing could just collapse how do you know how do you know when you get into your car it hasn't been booby trapped how do you know your engine won't explode how do you know you won't get hit how do you know you won't get suddenly a TIA while you're driving and, and straight into a pole anything and everything could kill you at any second the word of the Lord <laughs> so, so, like like, when you think of it, we have every reason, we have every reason to be afraid, right? And yet, <laughs> and yet, we should not spend our lives in constant fear of everything that could kill us. That is a crazy way to live. Unfortunately, it's becoming, dare I say, a more popular, well, common, a more common way to live, that people do live in fear or live out of fear. But in St. John's first letter, he says, it's interesting, like, the, the, what he says, I mean, we've, we've heard it before, but it's interesting to, to hear it and hear what he doesn't say. He says, perfect love drives out all fear. He doesn't say perfect love drives out all hatred. It's opposite. But perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. We have, we have, like, if you think kind of a little more globally as well, like, um, back in the last century, there would have been so many reasons to be afraid. There, there were world wars going on. You know, generations of young men disappeared. You think of times of plague. You think of uh, even not so long ago, a couple of days ago, we, we had the, the Feast of St. Thomas More, and even within his family, <clears throat> so many, the infant mortality rate through the roof. So many children dying. So many people dying. Uh, and it was, just, it was just life. That was just it. You think of someone like John Paul II, who lived uh, 
through the First World War, then the, 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 the Russian occupation of, of Poland, having lost his mom, having lost his father, having lost his brother, so many reasons to be afraid, and yet doesn't succumb to it, but calls repeatedly, so often in his homilies and in his teachings, do not be afraid. Our Blessed Lady, <clears throat> she carries all of these things in her heart. She uh, had the experience of thinking that they had lost Jesus. Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. Okay, so when our, the Archangel Gabriel appears to Our Lady, what does he say? Rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And again, it wasn't that Our Lady was, was, was fearful of herself. It's just she would, uh, she would definitely have asked herself, how, how can I do God's will? How, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to be a, a, a mother and a virgin at the same time? I, I want to do God's will. I just don't know how that works. I, I can't, how do I do both? So the plan, the full plan, isn't always revealed. The next step usually is. The next step is revealed. I think it's better that God doesn't reveal too much more than that to us. If he revealed too much more than the next step, I think we'd start to try and control things. I think we'd also start to lose faith because we wouldn't need it. If we knew too much, if we knew how the whole thing was going to play out, then we could just rely on our ability to steer things where it's supposed to go. As God asks for faith, he asks us to get the next step right and to trust that he will then take care of the step after that. And if you have that accomplished, don't worry, I'll guide you. I'll take care of the next step. And it's one step at a time. That's also how he gets us through crosses. It's also how he gets us through adversity. Because if we knew how much we would suffer... I think we would, I don't know how we would cope. If we knew, like if you were to be told <clears throat> over the next 10 years, all that's going to happen, all the people in your life who are going to die, uh, all of the difficulties that you personally are going to go through and the failures and the losses and the rejections and the hurts. If you were to hear all of that in one go, there's a, what's it called? Interstellar. There's a movie called Interstellar. It came out a couple of years ago. Uh, and... I won't get lost in the science fiction of the whole thing, but basically they land their spaceship very near a, a wormhole. <clears throat> so a wormhole leaves things in space that have just very, very intense gravity, but because of the intense gravity that, that's caused there, it also makes time pass very, very quickly. So they land their spaceship on a planet very near a wormhole, so time passes much more quickly relative to Earth. <clears throat> so they stay on the planet longer than they're supposed to. A big tidal wave comes and knocks their ship off. and yeah, okay. They eventually get it sorted and they get back onto the, the mothership. <clears throat> but when they get back on, the, the main character then watches a, a, a vlog, a video log of his family. So his family have been, have been posting him uh, videos of their lives, how things have been going. So when he left, his son was like a little five-year-old or something. Okay, so then when he gets back on board the ship, he now in three minutes, watches 35 years of his son's life. So you see his son graduating, he says, hey dad, I you know, hope you get this, I hope you're proud of me. 
and then, hey, Dad, I'm just after meeting this girl. She's, she's fantastic. Like, she's just so amazing. We're getting on so well, and uh, it's great. And then, hey, Dad, uh, I know you can't be here today, but uh, we're married, and it's just it's the best day of my life. And then, hey, Dad, um, things aren't going well. We just, we're, not, we're not talking anymore. We're just, it's all falling apart. And then, hey, hey Dad, yeah, we've, we've gone our separate ways. I mean, we see Rebecca every second weekend, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll arrange that, but... There's no way back for us. And it, it's, it was, it was, it's a really emotional scene because in, as I say, in three minutes, you see all these, all these little snippets of his son's life. And it's, it, it, it's, it's so hard to be indifferent lo- even looking at this video because you think, wow, this is actually our lives. This is everyone, everyone you know. This is, this is how life works, not at that pace. But this, these are the normal, everyday experiences of people's lives which if we were to see them all in one go, would cause such fear. I think, you, I think we wouldn't cope. You couldn't cope. It would drive us all to some sort of an addiction. So God doesn't do that. He, li- he reveals things one step at a time and asks you to walk in faith. Asks you to walk in faith. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And he gives us every proof that we can say, we should be able to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I trust you. And then he'll say, okay, take the next step. Take the next step. And, and fear is awful. Fear, just, fear can be just so paralyzing where we know what the next step is and we just stay stuck because I... I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I'll succeed. I don't know if it's actually worse there than it is here. So maybe I'll just stay put. But then you're, 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 you're stuck in the middle of things. Nothing is accomplished. Nothing is finished. And you're there just wandering aimlessly. You haven't reached your destination. You're, you're just stuck. And so the Lord then I think he holds out his, his pierced hand to us and says, just follow me just one step at a time. Perfect love drives out all fear. If you love me, trust me enough to take the next step. See, this, was, this, is, this, is our lady, this is Our Lady's heart, you know, so full of faith, so full of trust, so full of love, that although she had no one really who understood her heart apart from her own son, St. Joseph, an absolutely fantastic husband, we don't know exactly when he passed away, but Our Lady would have lived in, in a world that was very sinful and dark. And I think that spiritually it's kind of lonely. You know, no one who really seems to see God in things as you do. And she preserves all these things in her heart, keeps all these things in her heart. Her heart which was capable of growth. So God's heart, the Lord's heart isn't capable of getting any bigger because it's divine, so it's perfect, so it's infinite. Our Lady's heart is human, so it is capable of growing. And so her heart, through also the experiences of, of the cross, allow her heart to grow. You know, it's, 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 it's a, a, a sad but true reality that, that the, nothing teaches us to love like the cross. Nothing teaches us to love like the cross. Because loving when, when you feel beaten down, loving when you feel rejected, loving when you feel hurt, that's, uh, that, that's hard. That teaches us to love way beyond loving when you just have butterflies all over the place. That's easy. This is how Our Lady learned to love too. 
the adversity of the cross, the sin of the world around her. And so her heart then became big enough to become mother of the universal church, mother of every single person. And this is the, the woman that we get to call our lady or my mom. This is her heart. Her heart so united to the heart of her son. That's what gives her such in powerful intercessory power as we ask her to bless us, to protect us, to guide you in your futures now and in your next steps, whatever they'll be, because the journey is not over and you further to go. And it's going to be the same every single day of your life that the next step you will be called to take would be an invitation from the Lord's hand as he stands before you. Trust me. Do you love me? Because perfect love drives out all fear. If you love me, even though you can't turn off fear, perfect love is greater than it. And that's what allows us to move forward. That's what allows us to experience freedom, not fear. So may our blessed lady today, may she teach us what it means to walk with the Lord to walk in faith, to cast out all fear, to take her son's hand and to walk confidently, not because we know everything, not because we even know where we're going, but because we know that with the Lord we can overcome everything. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to thank you all so much for joining us for uh, the various homilies on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else uh, you watched or listened to us here in Holy Family. It's a great privilege to be able to uh, reach uh, so many people from our humble little chapel here in Waterford. Uh, we'd like to announce, though, a, a way that maybe you can help us. Uh, we've noticed over the last couple of years the great need for youth ministry and men's ministry in this country. And rather than just cursing the darkness, we want to light a candle. Uh, like Holy Family was just so providential in the way the Lord set it up, uh, we really feel called to set up something uh, to deal with the issue of men's ministry and youth ministry here in this country. So many men who finish with various prayer groups or youth initiatives, and then in their mid-20s, 30s, there's nothing for them or there's very little for them or there are little pockets of youth ministry around the country but they're relatively small so what if we could bring them all together what if there was a place where there could be monthly men's ministry that men from all around the country could come and learn how to be men of faith learn how to be fathers of faith uh, learn how to to uh, to live in this fairly complicated world uh, as men who follow the lord so we'd greatly greatly appreciate uh, your help in making the vision that we have for men's ministry in this country a, real, uh, a reality. So we bought a six acres of the forest up behind the house here and we hope to build, we have plans to build a fairly large uh, centre uh, which we are intensively calling uh, Domus Patris at the moment, the house of the father. Uh, so we're building that uh, with the help of God soon. We've had the preliminary uh, meetings with the local council and that. So uh, we just have to fundraise. Now we just have to fundraise for it. So if you would like to help us 
we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of it. If you haven't got the, the, the financial means, please, please pray for us. All the help that we can get from your, your good selves is necessary and greatly appreciated. Uh, so if you wanted to donate, you can go to holyfamilymission.ie and there's a donate tab there, the little donate button, and we'd be greatly, greatly appreciative of anything that you can give towards uh, this, this wonderful initiative, which we know will bear great fruit. So thank you so much in advance for all of your help, and God bless you.